0: Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacy Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. About a month ago, I was on the Reawakened tour, and I had the opportunity to talk to somebody that I thought was going to be kind of a quick conversation. I was like, hey, I'd, I'd seen him around. I was excited to talk, and I think we ended up talking for like, over an hour, like maybe even an hour and a half, and there's people walking by on all sides. We were surrounded by people, and we just talked and talked and talked, and I had this incredible connection uh, with a with guy that, I, that I'm i sure many of you have heard of. Uh, you've seen his show. He's on AMP. He's all over the place, but he is the host of the Sean Morgan Report. Please welcome to the Flyer Conservative Show, Sean Morgan! Yay! Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh my gosh, I've been super excited about this. I, uh, I'm i hosting our show this week, typically. It's David and Stacy, my, my parents. I'm the producer, typically, behind the camera. And uh, I was speaking with my sister. She's currently producing the show. And she's like, who do you want for the week that you're uh, running the show? And I was like, we got to get Sean. Like, Sean would be uh, an incredible person to talk to. I just loved our, our talk back in, uh, in, I think we were in Batavia, New York. We got to talk.
1: That's right. Yeah, just, you know, and I think that's what's special about you guys and what our conversation was about was that, the overlap between patriotism and spirituality that, that we're trying to discover the truth. And it's, it's a journalistic journey, but it's also a spiritual journey.
0: 100%, 100%. So people could find you at Um, You've been running a show for quite some time now, and uh, it's an incredible show. If you want to stay up to date on like what is going on, what is happening, definitely want to follow the Sean Morgan Report. They can also fo- find you at American Media Periscope, uh, and you you run a show over there. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about your show on, on AMP.
1: Sure, it's called Making Sense of the Madness. It's the daily breaking news show that we've had for a couple of years now. It used to be run by the owner of American Media Periscope, John Michael Chambers, and I took over hosting it. And uh, yeah, we we interview a lot of different types of people. Uh, you know, citizen patriots, uh, high-profile people like Cash Patel, Sidney Powell, uh, Michael Flynn. And, you know, I do breaking news monologues at the beginning of every show, just keeping people up to date. What is happening right now? And then interview those citizen patriots and those uh, thought leaders in our movement. So it's a nice uh, mix, kind of a uh, Tucker Carlson kind of thing. But we're, we're, we're the more edgy, uh, less mainstream version of uh, of the news.
0: You have less people to get permission from before you're able to say it. <laughs> you, can, you can really yeah, tell people exactly. what's really going on.
1: There's no filter. Yeah, there's yeah. there's no puppet master is was just um, straight from the hip. Now, I, I loved
0: getting to see, um, you know, things going on this weekend. There's a lot going on. Um, but we just were speaking before the show about specifically about Ukraine. Tell us a little bit about what's what's going like every every time I refresh the news. There's like, you know, the Nord Stream pipeline and there's this bridge that got blown up and I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's a lot going
1: on. So I've been excited to catch up with you
0: on. Tell us what is kind of going on with that Ukraine border there.
1: Sure. And I think it's important to set the context that uh, when COVID and the COVID pandemic narrative started to lose steam, uh, all in coordination, all at the same time, all of the Fortune 500 companies around the world and all the government's all went on a big stand with ukraine anti putin uh mm-hmm. propaganda campaign all at the so same time so i think that's yeah. important yeah all the exact same time with the the yellow and blue color coded uh ukraine flag everyone put the i support ukraine in their uh social media profiles and everything it was just so coordinated it reminds you of the black lives matters uh, from the riots and, and uh the you know uh, Six six feet uh, social distancing kind of campaign mm-hmm. with uh, COVID, and so when you have that kind of background, uh, you kind of have this this uh, barometer that helps you measure if something's really really true or not. So mm-hmm. if if all the globalists are pushing the idea that Putin's evil and Russia's the, the boogeyman, then it's probably the opposite we know that ukraine has been a cesspool of corruption for years i spent three months in ukraine traveling there it was a really dark wow. place um level of poverty just like you would see in sub-saharan africa and yet a culture sophisticated enough to have opera houses so it's just a really interesting place uh that has been under a tr- sort of curse and oppression for a long time Yeah, and uh and so, you know, with all of that kind of in the background here and the fact that our corrupt politicians have been just shoveling billions and billions of dollars into Ukraine uh, to give them advanced weaponry and, and so forth to fight this war, uh, you know, and, and now in the very recent news, we've had uh, the Ukrainians doing these special operations and uh a lot of times you just have to say alleged because we don't have some kind of smoking gun proof, but who else would want to kill Putin's insider uh, political consultant, uh, which they failed to kill him, but they killed his daughter in Moscow. Uh, Mm. And then, you know, we had Nord Stream one and two, two pipelines that give energy to Europe. It's really like a lifeline, right? Uh, Those were sabotaged. So who who would really want that to happen? Uh, You know, and, and so, and then recently, We had this major bridge. So Crimea is a a Russian island connected, uh, almost connected to to Ukraine Uh uh, by a bridge. And now that bridge, you know, completely blown up. So uh, Russia apparently was playing with their gloves on and they took the gloves off after this bridge was exploded. They did reprisal attacks, Mm -hmm. bombings of Kiev and all over the place in Ukraine, Ukraine. you know, when I woke up, I looked at the headline, it was 17 people killed mm. uh, in those reprisal attacks. And, uh, and now, as I've been watching the news this morning, it's just more and more missiles and bombings, and they're just really, really escalating. And we've got a nuclear power plant in Ukraine that's out of power. Uh, so they're running on generators And so if they run out of electricity, they can't cool the core and you could have a nuclear meltdown like they had in Chernobyl, uh, which could just affect a lot of civilians. And uh, yeah, so we've got a major escalation here. I don't want (laughs) to scare people, but uh, yeah, we have to be truthful about what kind of things are actually happening on the ground.
0: And you're just kind of given headlines. You're, you know, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. And as we kind of read through what's happening, one thing we, we, we spoke on just b- before we, sp- we started here and we spoke with about, you know, with Mel Kay, Um, pretty much every week we talk about what's really going on on a global sense because, you know, we have, I think there's this idea that like, like there's bad stuff going on in Ukraine the Ukrainian people are bad and that's that's not what we're saying you know there's bad stuff going on in Russia the Russian people are bad it's it's this and the, you know there's bad stuff going on in America the American people are bad and that's not what we're saying there's there's the people and there's the governments that are that are operating there's the Ukrainian people and there's the governments that are operating and there's two different missions there's two you know there's like a line in the sand that seems to be drawn right now there's these people that are for nationalist like like pro patriotism pro their own country you know Russia poor sovereignty you know, pro sovereignty, pro, you know, the pro their own country, you know, like when I picture America, I picture Lee Greenwood, I picture, you know, the star-spangled banner, I picture, you know, this idea, you know, fireworks and hot dogs on 4th of July. And and that's not what we're talking about right now. There's a line of the sand that seems to be drawn of, of pro-nationalism versus pro-globalism. And I think Ukraine seems to be boots on the ground where a lot of the action is taking place for the globalists. The globalists have put a lot, you know, since 2014 with the coup, uh, of, of putting in Zelensky, of putting in these, this puppet government there in the Ukraine of, of the, you know, the pro-globalist movement.
1: Yeah, they seem to be some sort of proxy state where they can have all sorts of secret bio labs and do, do weapons research. Uh, they can uh, have it like a slush fund where people like Hunter Biden who have no energy experience can be <laughs> on a, a payroll and, and be collecting these big fat paychecks every month. Uh, you know George Soros has his tentacles in Ukraine. Uh, he's become like the lender of last resort for the entire country. So when he gives them money, he has all kinds of leverage and, and control over over the entire country. Uh, just so many shady things that have been happening in Ukraine for such a long time. They wanted it's like this black site, mm. uh, and and the deep state, the global deep state, has been using that black site for all kinds of bad things: arms trafficking, human trafficking, sex trafficking. Uh, we hear a lot of horror stories about the orphanages and the, and the children that are trafficked in, in Ukraine as well. Uh, the founder of OnlyFans uh, from Ukraine, a lot of the, the cam girl uh, industry mm-hmm. is in Ukraine. So, you know, a lot of sex trafficking related to yeah. that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, as sad as it is to see that there's all this collateral damage and millions of people displaced, it seems like this conflict, uh, was inevitable at some point, uh, because, uh, they want to put major weapons of mass destruction, uh, right there on the border of Russia. And you've got all these millions of Russian speaking people right in Ukraine who want to be a part of Russia. So, uh, you know, it's just, it is, there's so much complexity to it. And I know that as Americans, uh, we're not necessarily educated about uh, all of the, the nuances of the culture and history mm-hmm. of these places where we're we're told we have to uh, support their government and give them billions of dollars. So I think it is important to kind of uh, understand the context.
0: You, you made a really interesting distinction earlier. You're talking about, you know, there's this, the, the COVID protocol six feet apart. There's the Black Lives Matter, you know, rights that happened. And then now there's the Ukraine. It's like almost like the ne- the next thing to get enraged about you know, from from the left's perspective. And it's like the new computer chip got downloaded this month. And, you know, the new brainwashing started, you know, six feet apart, masks. And you you, you look around, masks have, I mean, like like 100% been proven to be ineffective against the, the coronavirus. I mean, 100%, they're, they're, it's it's silly to even think about it. Yet you still walk around, you still see people with masks on, especially when you go to the airport, you travel, you look around, you're like, people are still wearing masks. You know, the Black Lives Matter riots, you still see that, you know, that's still a thing. It not, they're not the riots, but people that are still like, it, it they, you know black lives matter it's hard to argue like you don't you know obviously black lives matter but as an organization what they were actually doing was was terrible especially for the black community now you look at ukraine and you know 50 billion dollars that we sent over there not that long ago now they're you know more money's being sent over there it's 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 not again the ukrainian people but there's this new brainwashing of we got to support this government but most people didn't even know a few months ago where the ukraine was if you give them the map they'd have a hard time finding it. You know, we, we, we know our, our English history pretty well here, you know, Italian, French, you know, we know these, these different histories, but man, like once you go East, uh, even a little bit, that whole area is kind of a black, black hole for us when it comes to our own personal understanding of the history there.
1: Yeah. And, and you bring up a good point that the brainwashing campaigns force people to hold an absurdity as a belief, Mm. like that somehow uh, because there's racism or because there's supposedly uh, police brutality, that it's okay to destroy property and burn down buildings. Like That yeah. that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to, to stand six feet apart. It doesn't make any sense to wear masks. It doesn't make any sense to do any of these things. And now the new narrative uh, that they're pushing is that nuclear war is good, that uh, you know we need to do preemptive strikes on Russia. Uh, wow. you know, there's some really... Uh, and not only that, uh, for us to, for the left, traditionally anti-war, the mm. left has traditionally been anti-war, and now they are the biggest, uh, you know, war hawks for, for supporting Ukraine and sending sending guns. They're supposedly the party of gun control, the Democrats, and yet they support giving guns to random citizens who don't have any training. Mm. And, uh, and now, you know, just just to to support nazis that's what's weird because the left is supposed to be anti-fascism and anti-nazi right. and yet the most powerful battalion in the ukrainian military is the Azov nazi battalion and they use the swastika as their symbol So yeah. it's just i mean straight up and they don't it hide should it should wake some people up <laughs> yeah, they're they're not hiding it at all. You know the
0: the we we did a whole show with uh with Mel K one point on the history of of all this that's going on there. We actually had Laura Logan on. She was breaking some of this down as far as like the evolution with um uh Banderas. Uh, he he left Germany and started in a lot of the Ukrainian Nazi movement, and that's been going on for a very long time. It's it's not hidden there. Um, with what's going on there. So there's there's this this government stuff. There's the people. You got to support the people, but the government. This globalist mentality. Um, you know, we've really got to, we got to put a stop to that. And we, we talk on every show. Our, our motto here is wake up, speak up, show up. You know, you got to first hear the news. You got to wake up to what's really going on, but then it's time to start speaking up. It's time to start showing up. Uh, you know, you, you do a great job of that on your show. I love watching your show. Sean Morgan report. Got to go there. Sean Morganreport.com. Um, he's at Sean Morgan report on all the different social medias. But if you are, you know, here, you, you know, you're, you're Joe here in Kansas city and you're hearing this about a bridge blown up in Crimea. You're hearing, you know, the threat of nuclear war, like that's a big escalation from like wear a mask, stand six feet apart to all of a sudden like let's drop nuclear bombs. Like that's a big, big jump as far as especially the consequences of an action like that. Uh, but you're listening to this. You know, what do you what are the marching orders from Sean to the American people right now? You know, if you are listen to this, how do they speak up? How do they show up in their communities?
1: Yeah, you know, I think one of the things we can do is become more resilient. Because I just saw a headline this morning that uh, the government of Sweden is recommending that their citizens, uh, if the if they have an, an emergency with energy and they don't, they can't heat their homes. Of course, it's Sweden; it's extremely cold. You can die from the cold there. Uh, that they are supposed to gather in one room and make a fort out of blankets. So this is the the government of Sweden. And all of these governments in Europe that have been basically saying, we need to go to war against Russia. This is totally, this conflict is totally worth it. Yet they've been so energy dependent on Russia. And now that the the pipelines have been sabotaged, Mm. they're looking at a winter of possibly, you know, their citizens facing death. And the best that they can tell them is, well, you know, make a fort out of blankets. So Mm. I think it's very important because we have uh, a global conflict happening. This is not just Europe. Uh, We've seen all of these factories uh, blow up mysteriously, uh, fertilizer factories, food factories, uh, you know, and we we could have our own disruptions of energy and and various things in the U.S. And so I think it's important that we become more resilient. Uh, I just put some solar panels on my house. And I'm in a very sunny area, so uh, I actually produce enough energy now for all of my energy needs just from a few solar panels in my house. So uh, I I became energy independent for just a couple of grand. It was not a huge investment, but I think we just need to start thinking more in that direction of becoming more resilient and more independent with our energy Supply, our food supply, you know, yeah. uh, I just started a huge garden as well to become more uh, food independent, and, and I think we need to start thinking in that direction and of course, uh, just spreading the truth as we know it regarding this conflict because that 's how we we broke the spell about masks and six mm. feet apart, and that is not that narrative isn't just isn 't working anymore it doesn 't have steam anymore, yeah, and I think it 's because enough people just said, you know what i 'm not going to wear a mask."
0: Come on. I love it. Sean, thank you so much for your information. Thank you for being a truth teller on the front lines of this new battle uh, with information. So SeanMorganReport.com. Go check it out. He's on AMP. Uh, You said is every single day. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, Monday through
0: Friday, Making Sense of the Madness. Making Sense of the Madness. Go check it out, guys. Thank you so much, Sean. Appreciate it. Hey, Flyover family, this is David and Stacey Whited. We are at the Reawaken America event. It is incredible, and look who's behind us,
1: Eric Trump.
2: It's an exciting time. It's an exciting time to be in, in Washington, Idaho, the Northwest. is our second time out in this part of the country, and the people are going crazy. They're excited. They're coming out of the woodwork because they're realizing they're not the only Patriots. They're not a home left alone, isolated by themselves. They're coming out, and they're with... 8,000 other patriots uh, at a racetrack because this is what you got to do to save America.
0: And everybody's high-fiving each other, they're giving each other hugs, they're coming around, they are just excited to be a part of this movement that is truly making a difference. They are waking up, they are speaking up, and they are showing up. You all know that we all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. We need 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country, and that's what's happening right here with this incredible crowd.
2: It's so important that you get together with other patriots. It's so important That's why they isolated you had you by yourself for two years put a mask over you They don't want to see your smile. They don't want you out in public. They don't want you around other patriots But when you do you get awakened you get excited. You got to be here at the next one. We're going to Pennsylvania We're gonna be going to Branson, Missouri. There's only two events left
0: So get your tickets come out and see us you have to be there You do not want to miss it. We'd love to have you come to the meet and greet. It's going to be an incredible
2: event. You know, during the revolution, they got together in bars and pubs. They got together every different little place they could. They talked about what it would be like if our country was free. What would it be like to not live under a king and tyranny? You know what? That's what we need right now, getting together, sharing good yes. ideas with each other. Then you take those back home and you get to work. That's where it starts, though.